You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. ...to him that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought him, brought them. So just, just imagine here, people uh, are bringing children to the Lord. Now, it's probably not just people bringing children to the Lord. It's probably moms and dads that are bringing their children to the Lord. Uh, you know, it's not that the kids are, uh, they, don't, they don't go everywhere by themselves. Somebody had to get them there. And so uh, just in the culture of the day, uh, children uh, were definitely under the leadership and authority uh, of the parents. And though that is not as common as it, as it used to be, it should be common. Amen. Uh, but here we we find these individuals. They are bringing children to the Lord, and the disciples rebuke them. Verse fourteen. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And here we, we find the Lord, he had time for the kids. He had time for the children. Not only did he have time for the children, he wanted the children around him. He wanted the children to come to him. And, you know, such a blessing in our church to be able to look around and see all the kids. I mean, if you, are, if you are a teenager and down, would you stand, please? Teenagers and down. All the kids and teenagers. There we go. There we go. Keep on standing. All right, there we go. Keep going. Some of you are unsure. All right, wonderful. All right, now just, just look around. What a blessing. What a blessing that... We have all these young families and families that uh, have children, and their children are in church. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. And what, that, is, that is amazing. We, we hear about churches so often where there, there are not any children in the church. I was knocking doors down uh, over here in Edgewater about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, and I knocked on a door, and a lady came to the, the door, and her husband is a youth pastor, and so we started engaging in conversation uh, about the church that they go to, and, and anyway, he's a youth pastor at a church that doesn't have any teens. They don't have any children in the church. And the people want to have youth in the church, enough to where they've hired somebody for a position, but they don't have any children in the church. You know, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. If you do not have new life, you have very short life. And if we are not bringing new life in and bringing people to the Lord, then the future of the ministries of Bible Baptist Church are very short-sighted. 
And we have to make sure that we keep a focus on reaching more people for the Lord. But the Lord had time uh, for the children. Uh, and it's exciting for us to be able to see how the kids are learning and growing. Uh, how they are coming to the Savior. Uh, seeing our own kids get saved. What a blessing that that is. And sometimes, moms, dads, if, if your child comes home and says that they got saved in Sunday school... Uh, don't, don't let your initial response say, well, you already did that. Because you don't know what they did. And we don't know as they went through it. If they came to a place where they wanted to make another decision, there was doubt there. I would rather them make that decision again and erase that doubt uh, than just go through the motions and, and, and continue to doubt and not have the assurance of our, their salvation. Now, chances are, uh, if they were raised in church and they're learning and growing and being under the teaching of the Word of God and moms and dads are teaching uh, and they make a decision uh, at four or five years old, they're probably saved. But if they come back as a teenager and make that decision again, it's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't look at that as a bad thing. The Lord said that uh, except you come as a little child, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. What was he saying? He wasn't talking about their knowledge. He was talking about their faith. You know, a child's faith is very great. You know, it's us as adults that have the harder time with faith. But the kids don't. They don't struggle with it. You, you, if someone that they trust tells them something, they believe it. They believe it. And when they're being presented with truth, there's nothing in this world to, to try to sidetrack their mind or uh, cause them to be distracted. And they'll, they will embrace that truth. And that's why it's so important for us to do what we can uh, to reach the children and uh, make sure that we're teaching them. Uh, seeing our kids come to a place where they trust Christ uh, for say, as Savior, uh, it's as easy as the ABCs. Uh, admit and believe and call upon the Lord. Uh, salvation, the hard part has already been done. The easy part is receiving the gift of salvation. And uh, so here, uh, when we think about that, we just we realize that, that salvation is all by faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And, and these disciples, they thought that the children shouldn't bother the Lord. And the disciples were wrong. Because the Lord didn't look at the children as a bother. And it was obvious by his response that the kids, the children, were not a bother. And tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, don't hinder their faith. Don't hinder their faith. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for our, our church family and Lord, uh, just the ability to gather tonight around uh, your word and gather in your house and 
And now I pray that uh, as we've enjoyed the different aspects of the service so far, I pray that you would help us, uh, Lord, just to be able to grab a hold of some truths that are here tonight and help us, Lord, as we, as we realize the great opportunity that we have uh, to, to minister to the next generation. And so I pray that you'd help us, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So don't hinder their faith. Now, if you would have asked the disciples if they were trying to hinder the faith of these children, they would have told you absolutely not. They would have not have looked at what they were doing as a hindrance to the children. Because the intent that they had was probably, the Lord's busy. He's got a lot of things to, to deal with. And he's, he's tired. He's got uh, so many things that are going on. And, and, and he, they were just trying to probably put a little bit of a buffer for, around him to protect him from all of the onslaught of people. And the reality is uh, people are tiring. That's a reality. And here the Lord was with multitudes over and over again. And so the disciples weren't looking at the children and saying, we don't want you to come to Jesus. It was, he's probably tired, and we're, we're just going to put a little bit of a buffer out here. And they hindered the children, probably so somebody that they thought had greater need would be able to have access. But the Lord didn't look at it that way. Their actions, what, it was a hindrance. They were stopping the children from coming to the Lord. And you know what? Uh, we can stop children from coming to the Lord on accident. You know, the, the action of the children coming to the Savior, it was predicated by parents who brought children to be close. And then as they got close, then those opportunities to be closer availed themselves. And, and now with that, uh, there, was, there was opportunity for them to have that time with the Lord one-on-one. -on -one. What, what an amazing opportunity to be able to uh, spend time with the Savior as a child. Can you imagine uh, as, as you have uh, your child and, and uh, you're handing them off maybe to uh, a parent, so grandparents, uh, they're getting to hold the babies and uh and so little elliot uh he has disappeared i'm not sure uh he was just here a second ago uh but you know when uh, i got to to take uh elliot and pick him up and and the other uh grandchildren you know it is such a wonderful opportunity to be able to receive that child and hold that child you know the lord here can you imagine if you're able to take your child, the most precious thing you have in this world, and hand them to the Lord and let the Lord hold them. I mean, what, a, what an amazing thing. You know, you, you get pictures of grandmas and grandpas, and, uh, and uh, Brother, brother uh, uh, Randy's parents are with us and uh, spending time with the, the grandkids. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to walk away with a thousand pictures. And, you know, what a wonderful opportunity to have that. And here, the Lord had an opportunity to be close to the children. Uh, but there are a lot of people that hinder the children from coming to the Savior. He said, well, Pastor, I would never hinder my children from being close to the Savior. Make sure you always bring them then. 
You see, if we're not bringing our kids to church, where are they going to get to meet the Savior? If we're not putting them in places where they're being taught and they're being influenced, and they have somebody that's pouring into them. And, and moms and dads, this is the church isn't a separation. Uh, it's supposed to be going on at home as well. Uh, but here, you just think, uh, if, if we are not placing them and bringing them to the, the places that they need to be, then we are hindering their faith. We are not helping their faith. And there is a hindrance or there is a help. And, and we want to make sure that, that we aren't being a hindrance, but that we are being a help. So tonight I want to just look at a couple observations, and there's food out there, so, uh, so I won't be long-winded tonight. Uh, so anyway, I want you to see several things. Number one, several observations. Number one, Jesus loves the little children. Jesus loves the little children. It's not just that he likes them. It's not just that he tolerates them. You know, there are some people that just tolerate kids. Isn't that true? There are some people that, you know, kids are okay, just keep them at a distance. But the Lord wasn't one of them. The Lord loved the little children. He, he loved them. Uh, he said, suffer the little children to come unto me. You know, little children are loud. They're loud. Uh, it's, um, it's amazing. Things that I didn't notice before, now as I'm getting into my 50s, or in my 50s, I noticed the noise a whole lot more than I did when I was younger. It didn't, I never even thought about it. Uh, but now I start to, uh, start to sense it. It's like, wow, okay, I need, I need some relief. And, you know, that, that quiet. But kids, uh, they, they're allowed. But Jesus said, Suffer the little children. He was, he was saying, allow the little children to come unto me. He wanted to be close to the kids. He wanted to have that interaction with them. Jesus loves the little children. Uh, secondly, Jesus wants the children to come to him. He desires for the children to come to Christ. He desires for them to come to a saving knowledge of Him. He desires for them uh, to have a relationship with Him. Just think about how much farther ahead our children will be in their faith if they get saved and they get taught and they, they learn and grow. Think of all the problems that they can avoid. Think about all of the scars that they will not have to carry. All of the burdens and problems and battles that they would never have to fight because they are, when they get saved at a young age, and they are, they are led and trained and nurtured in the admonition of the Lord, and they are taught, and they receive the faith, and they learn and grow and embrace it. And if our kids are embracing the faith, uh, we have a bright future. But if our kids are not embracing the faith, there is not a bright future. So here, uh, the Lord said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and blessed them. Uh, you see, there was, there was no, uh, no differentiation from who they were. Uh, they were rich or they were poor or they were red and yellow, black and white. It did not matter. Uh, it didn't matter if they were uh, children whose families came to church 
church or their families and children uh, who came and uh, on a bus route or a different way. Uh, see, uh, the, the, uh, the Lord loves the kids and he wants them to come to him. He wants the kids to be saved. He wants those children to have a life that is with a relationship with him. You know, what a great Savior that we have. Thirdly, I want you to see Christians need to help children in their faith. Christians need to help children in their faith. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. What do we find? Uh, we see that there is, there is a process that the parents uh, are to be teaching the children. And they're to be, they are not only to embrace the truth of the faith themselves, uh, but now they are supposed to be handing that faith off to their kids. Yeah, what, do we, what do we have around here? I'm so thankful for our children's ministry workers. They are doing a phenomenal job. Uh, what a blessing. Kids Club is doing great. It is uh, Wednesday night. Kids Club is just phenomenal. I am just so pleased with uh, all the work that's being done and uh, the verses the kids are memorizing and the stories that they know, uh, the truths that they're receiving. Uh, what a blessing. It's not a babysitting time. You know, even our, our two and three-year-old tots classes, uh, Miss Christine's in there tonight with the two and three-year-olds and has been uh, for all these years with, uh, with this, just the little two and three-year-olds. And, you know, it's not just babysitting. They're in there. They're learning. They're learning. Uh, the uh, beginners classes and uh, the primaries and the junior church classes. Uh, but uh, what, a, what a blessing. And, you know, all the way through, just looking at the ministries that we have and the outreach that we have for the children's ministries, it is vital. It's vital. It is part of the Lord's plan to reach the kids. And we've got to do our best to, to be a part of that. Uh, so the kids club and the youth ministry and the kids getting ready to go to camp. I'm excited for them. Uh, we have a good group of seventh graders. Well, I don't know if they're good, but no, just kidding. Uh, we do have uh, quite a few of the seventh graders and uh, just uh, building that youth department back up. And everything sort of came apart during COVID and looking forward to how things are going to move forward again with our youth ministry and uh, excited about that with the uh, Clements working with the kids, uh, but you know the kids club and the youth ministries and uh, and all of the uh, the tots and beginners and primaries and juniors, uh, brother Nate and uh, Miss Brenna and then Christy uh, working with the junior church kids and Miss Amber with the uh, let's see here with the primaries and the other workers and I'm not sure who all's in uh, each one of the classes, but uh, all those workers, what a blessing uh, that we have people that are investing and and. and and working to try to try to invest uh, in this next generation, and uh, we need to be not only teaching, we need to be reaching. You know, salvation and service 
They're not just based on information. It's when we go from the information, the knowledge, to now what, I'm, what am I going to do with it? It's got to be personal. It's got to be that we are grabbing a hold of it for ourselves. Not in getting the gospel to them and introducing them to the Savior uh, and reaching, uh, reaching them uh, for the Lord and, and, and then helping them. So teaching and reaching and helping, uh, getting them to come to the knowledge of the truth, uh, salvation, uh, baptism, uh, service. Uh, and if the children aren't going to be reached, then we have no future. But we are going to reach them. You know why we're going to reach them? Is because we have a church family that cares about the kids. We have a church family that invests. VBS around here is phenomenal. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And this year at VBS, we had more workers than we had kids. And COVID had all of that uh, impact, and there was a lot of different things, and the buses haven't gotten started back up yet, 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 but it's coming. And so, uh, but these buses, they weren't running, and so we had, more we had more workers than we had kids, but every worker was so vested. You know why? Because the kids matter. And, and I'm so thankful that we've got a church that uh, cares about reaching the kids and the children and helping them. Uh, we've got to reach them for the Lord. We don't know when the Lord's coming back. We don't know when he's coming back. And we can't say, well, the Lord's coming back. We're just going to hold fast. We're just going to hold on. And that's, that's defense. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. Uh, the gates are defensive. That means we are to be on the offense. And, and with that, we need to be making sure that we are doing what we can uh, to reach people. And when you reach children, then you also have opportunities to reach moms and dads. Uh, uh, think about different people that are here. Uh, and there are some that are here because their kids rode the bus. And what happened? The kids rode the bus, and, and then they came to uh, maybe an a, a Easter service or a VBS presentation. And, and now, all of a sudden, because of what they, uh, they the ministry to the children, now there was uh, moms and dads getting saved and serving the Lord. And what a blessing that that is. Uh, Psalm 127, 3 and 4. The Bible says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Now, I want you to sort of think through this. God did not give us children so we could just let them make all the decisions themselves. He didn't give us children just to say, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be? Now, think through this. The Lord said, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. An arrow does nothing by itself. An arrow 
is absolutely powerless in and of itself. What makes the arrow valuable, what makes the arrow impactful, what makes the arrow uh, useful is that there is somebody, a mighty man, that has the bow and they are going to determine what trajectory or what arrow that they need to go. Now, does it mean that moms and dads are choosing uh, the spouse and uh, choosing the, the occupation? No, but there is a, there is a path, there is a direction that we as parents need to make sure that we are shooting our children down that direction. It should not be that kids are just making all the decisions on their own. If if the kids are determining whether you come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday, there's a problem. When, When it's, well, you know, what do you want to do? Or when the kids are asking, are we going to church tonight? There, there's a problem that's there. There is an inconsistency that is there. Moms, dads, you're the one that's, that God gave those children to. Guess who he's going to hold accountable? This isn't a game. Our faith isn't a game. And here as believers, if we are not understanding the great responsibility of handing our faith off, if we're just going to say, well, you know, I'm just going to let them choose. I'm going to let them pick. And uh, if, if we're doing that with some of the greatest decisions on life, why don't we let them do that on Monday morning when it's time for school? Why? Because school to you is a priority. You know what's a priority to us? We're engaged and involved in. And I'm thankful that you're here tonight. But when we are not uh, choosing and helping them choose that path and getting them down the right direction, uh, then what's happening is we are hindering their faith and we are not helping their faith. Kids aren't ready to make those decisions. That's why they're kids. And God has entrusted moms and dads to help them, to guide them, to help their thought-making decisions, helping them understand the direction in life. You see, it's not about how educated our children are, how skilled they are, or how great of a career and how much money that they'll make. It's about preparing them to serve the Lord with their life. God doesn't call all of us into full-time Christian service, but he's called all of us to be a full-time Christian. And with that, we've got to make sure that we are directing our kids, helping them get to that place. I think about some giant killers in the Bible, and of course, right off the bat, when you think of a giant killer, you think about David. Uh, From a child, here he was, uh, following uh, his faith. He was a lad that was prepared not to just be a shepherd boy, but a giant killer, and later he would be king. I think about Samuel, a little boy who was dedicated by his parents to the Lord. It was mom and dad that made that decision. It was primarily mom that made that decision. 
dedicating this little boy to the Lord. Can you imagine taking your child? Now, don't do this. This is, uh, this is not how it... Old Testament, all right? Uh, I have had parents show up at my doorstep, 3 a.m., knock on my door and say, here's my teenager, I can't do anything with him, and go to leave. I say, whoa, 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 this isn't a halfway house. <laughs> I said, I didn't bring your children into the world. Uh, they're not my responsibility. Now, I'll help you, but you're not dropping them off on me. I wonder how Samuel felt, or I, I wonder how Eli felt when Samuel came. Uh, but, but here, Samuel was brought uh, to the Lord. He was dedicated by his parents, and he became a prophet and a priest. But just as a child, he was dedicated to the Lord. I think about Esther. She was raised by her older cousin, Mordecai. And here as Mordecai has raised her, faith that he had ingrained in her and taught her. And then when the Jewish people were going to be annihilated, she was the one that stood up for them. Who knoweth whether thou art come into the kingdom for such a time as this? We could go on and on. I think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Someone did a great job raising a little girl. Someone that God in heaven would look down and say, that's the one I'm going to use to bring my, my son into this world. I think about Timothy 2 Timothy 3.15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able, able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And here, Timothy, uh, a protege of the apostle Paul, pastor at the church at Ephesus, uh, this young man serving the Lord. What was it? He had a grandma that, was, that loved the Lord. He had a mama that loved the Lord. We don't know anything about his dad, but we do know that he had a godly mama and grandma. And what happened? We find somebody who was serving the Savior, uh, that faith, he had embraced the, 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 uh, uh, the faith, uh, Solomon. And John the Baptist and on and on and on. And what I'm saying is we need to make sure that we are helping their faith. We are not hindering their faith. Moms, dads, you're going to get offended. Don't quit. I'm going to offend you and I'll promise you, you will offend me. Maybe another, an usher is going to offend you. Brother Franklin, he offends everybody. Maybe, maybe it's going to be a school teacher. Maybe it'll be a Sunday school teacher. Maybe, maybe it'll be a nursery worker and they're just off their game that day. Maybe they weren't as gracious. There are going to be a lot of opportunities for us to get our feathers ruffled. Make sure that you don't allow that to cause you to hinder the faith of your children. And I'm looking around at grandparents as well. Don't let it cause you to hinder the faith of your grandkids. You get, you get sideways, you never get sideways by yourself. You always take somebody with you. The Bible talks about that seed of bitterness rooting up, and then it says, 
thereby many be defiled. One person gets bitter and all of a sudden now it starts spreading. And other people become defiled because of it. What happens? Faith is hindered. We've got to be on guard. There's a lot at stake. It's more than just us being saved. You know, right now we look at these kids and, and here they are in, uh, in elementary and junior high and maybe even younger. And we think, well, you know, if I leave, it's not going to impact them. They're already saved. They already know about the Lord. But what about who they're going to marry? What about their, grand, their children? There's so much at stake. Don't hinder their faith. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us and just your loving care that you have for all of us, for the children, for uh, each person individually. We thank you for that. For God so loved the world. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us as a church family to stay focused on reaching people. Help us to have uh, ministries that are thriving to help our, our children, our families, and, uh, and just uh, encouraging one another. Help us uh, to... Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.